Welcome to the Brownstoner podcast. I'm your host, Kate Corcoran, Editor-in-Chief of Brownstoner. My guest today is Anna Karp. Anna is co-founder and chief operations officer of Bolster. She has worked on more than 100 renovation projects in New York, London, and Mexico City. Bolster is a data-driven design-build company that specializes in gut renovations. Anna, you just wrapped up a loft renovation in Brooklyn Heights, and you're working on a Park Slope Brownstone and a Clinton Hill townhouse. Tell us, what are the typical renovations you see people undertaking in Brooklyn, and where does it make the most sense for homeowners to invest their money? Um, Kate, first of all, thank you for having me here. I'm very excited to be in the Brownstoner podcast and sharing uh, you know, some of Bolster thoughts with you. Um, that's correct. We just wrapped up a renovation in Brooklyn Heights. It was actually in the first uh, school ever built in Brooklyn, and it was a very exciting project. Um, I, I guess in terms of like the typical renovations that we see in Brooklyn, um, the most common factor is that we see people renovating to stay in the home for a very long time. Brooklynites want to stay put. They really love their neighborhood. And so a lot of the work we do is very forward thinking and considering how people want to live, not just now, but in the next 20 years. So that drives a lot of the decision making in our projects. Um, in terms of the core or the technical side of, of the work we do, we focus a lot on gut renovations and on really creating the home of people's dreams, uh, but we're also very budget conscious. So we're kind of always striking a balance between the needs of the property, the needs of the families we work with, and the kind of look that we want to achieve with the home. And how much does it cost, both in total and per square foot, to gut renovate a typical Brooklyn property? whether it's a condo, a co-op, a brownstone, or a townhouse? Kate, that's a super interesting question. Um, and I have to say that every single property is different. I tell uh, people that uh, properties are like patients. So every single patient, when they go to see a doctor, has a different condition that has to be diagnosed. Properties are just the same. Um, specifically in Brooklyn, we do get a lot of variety and types of properties. We have limestones, brownstones, um, some co-ops that are basically apartments within brownstones. So there's a lot of variation between those, and we kind of done the lot. I would say that if you were to renovate in Brooklyn, and if you were to gut renovate a property, meaning that you're starting carte blanche from zero, you should consider at least $350 per square foot of, of the area renovated. If, however, you were doing a brownstone or a limestone, then you would have to consider the size of the property, meaning that you might invest some of your, your, your uh, money into the infrastructure of the house, for example, you might limit the layout changes and you might want you might get more bang for for your buck in terms of per square foot pricing. But 350 is a very safe place to start. And that 350 would include all the architectural fees, all the compliance and the and the build costs. Now we all know that in New York and in Brooklyn there's no ceiling. So I would say that that's the floor. Tell Pun us intended. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about your time in Mexico City and how you got into the home renovation business in the first place. And how did you come to start Bolster? So the work in Mexico City was very interesting because it was a predecessor of what we have right now. 
in, in New York and what brought us here. And we worked with Mexico's largest mortgage lender in creating a product that basically gave a, a, a loan, uh, people that were taking out renovation loans, a lot of transparency and control over their renovation projects. The institution had issues with corruption because they were giving out loans and architects and contractors were colluding with the homeowners and basically taking the loan and not investing it in the home and going to Las Vegas or something like that. So um, there was a tender and we won the contest to basically revolutionize what they were doing and in order to give them peace of mind that the money was being used for renovations. That led us to work with many different types of, of clients and of people that were basically taking out these loans. It was anybody from a worker that was, say, a, you know, a nurse or, or a doctor to the CEO of a bank. Every single Mexican has the right to own a home if they are working and if they're on payroll, and that's a constitutional right. And the fund's sort of like objective is to facilitate this. So that basically meant that we were able to offer a very high level of service, a lot of transparency, and a lot of control to homeowners that, you know, that came from various different backgrounds. Um, significantly, for the ones that had a lesser income, we were able to really transform their lives. And I always look back at that period with, you know, a, a sense of peace, because I know that had they not had us working with them, they would have struggled to finish a certain part of their home or the electrical or a second floor or to get the space they need for their families to be okay. So on that model of transparency, we basically decided to bring Bolster to the U.S. Uh, we got investors here, and we started out by having a, a, an older business model. We were selling a, a bond, which basically guaranteed that the work was completed on time and on budget, and that was the inception of the, of the first stage of Bolster. And can you tell us a little bit about what is design-build? What is Bolster's process, and how is it different from what is typical? So design and build basically means that you have an integration within your within your team um, so that you're able to go through the, the, the process of a renovation seamlessly. So in the traditional model, you usually hire an architect who produces the design plans based on your guidance and with, a, with an idea of a budget. And then after a process in which they've developed the entire set of plans for your project and they've done the filings and so on and so forth, they go out to different contractors to tender the project, and you might get data from different parties that is in different structures that is hard to understand. And oftentimes, you know, uh, a lot of the, the, the teams that come back to you may be pricing a project in order to win it, but not to complete it. The difference in design and build, and specifically with Bolster, is that we're very sort of information forward and our, our core philosophy is to empower the homeowners to make the right decision at the right time. So for example, at the very early stage, we give homeowners a very clear idea of how much their project will cost, how they need to reduce the scope of work in order to hit their target budget, realistic timeframes, and an all-in price. This is very granular and transparent, and that, that kind of philosophy is repeated throughout the design process in order to make sure that our architects are designing according to budget. And by the time in which we have the entire set of plans, we all understand the project seamlessly. We know what we're doing. We're all on the same page. We know how we got there. 
and, and basically we produce a final set of pricing and then we guarantee the project. This basically means that if, if there's any unknown unknowns in the property, and there's a lot of those in Brooklyn, believe me, the things we've seen, um, then Bolster covers them with their promise and their guarantee. And that's what makes us really completely different from anybody else. And how long do renovations take? What is the typical process and how can homeowners get started? So the re the, how long the renovation will take depends on the scope of work for the renovation. But, you know, anybody that is undertaking a major project should budget at least six months for the design and compliance project. And if you're renovating a brownstone, it could be anything from a year to 18 months. That would be safe. And um, are th is there any way that homeowners can save on a project? Yes. There is, and I think the best way to save is by doing a very uh, like the er very early process where you establish a scope of work that is viable and having targets with the selections that you're making. So I tell people that you could dress one day and wear Prada shoes and Gap jeans. It's exactly the same with a renovation. If you control the scope of work and if you have very clear shopping budgets for your selections, chances are that you're going to be saving money. If, however, you don't have the empowerment to know where to make the right decisions and you don't know, you know, where you're blowing your budget and so on and so forth, you might end up paying more later. Yeah, there's a saying someone told me once that they were too poor to buy cheap things. And that's the case within a renovation. You really want to invest in the infrastructure. You really want to invest in having the right expediters, the right architectural team, and the right contracting team. Because at the end of the day, you, have a, you are producing a manufactured product that you're going to use every single day of your life. So the best way to save money is by having a realistic scope of work and a great team from the get-go. And of all the projects you've done in Brooklyn, do you have a personal favorite? Yes, I, uh, I have a personal favorite. I once worked with a lovely couple, and I think the reason why they were lovely, at least to me, is because they really loved each other. They were very diligent during pre-construction. We worked every single weekend um, on their project. They used to send me all their notes on a Monday. They were completely just doing their homework. And they went from not knowing anything about a renovation to completely reading plans and, like, being very technically proficient. Um, it, in that case, one of the homeowners inherited the home and really didn't want it, and it was like kind of too much. She had a disability, and she really needed to do the renovation, and the whole situation was overwhelming for her. As we went through design and as they learned about our process and as we collaborated together, you know, they, they basically grew to really like the team, and the project came out absolutely stunning. I'm still in touch with them. We went for dinner, I don't know, two weeks ago, and they, you know, we're, we're, we became very good friends. Um, they were very, very rational, and that's another thing that really helped the project because uh, a renovation can be a very emotional process, but I believe the key to a successful project is to also approach it within a structure, and again, that goes back to the point of empowerment and information. Thank you so much, Anna, for being with us. Thank you for having me, Kate. You've been listening to the Brownstoner podcast. Visit us at brownstoner.com.